Hello. <laughs> Dear, I've told you time and time again, stop calling me when you're out running. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in our long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumley. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. <laughs> I'm Fake Crumbly. And I, yes, I am... My huggy squeezy toy, because oh, I'm in a good mood. Thank you, my kitty face. And we've just been out for a lovely meal, oh, and yes. we're full up and can't be bothered to be mm. violent. <laughs> and we're all probably going to fall asleep yes. halfway through this podcast. <laughs> Food coma's coming up. Burp. <laughs> Burp. But seriously, we would like to issue an official apology. Oh, yes. In the last podcast, to our shame, mm-hmm. shame, shame. shame, we forgot to say hello to the head of Pertwee. <laughs> this has been bothering us for, for oh, yes. a fortnight now, yeah. and he's been, quite frankly, vicious. Mm. So... We apologise to you, Head of Pertwee. Profusely. Profusely. Oh, yes, ab- humbly, absolutely. Humbly, humbly. Yes. And can I have my grandchildren back now? <sighs> it's too late. He's eaten them. Oh, dear. I think we should say it now and get it out of the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Hello, Head of Pertwee. Hello, Handel. squirts a lot. Yes. Uh, fascist Spock. Hello, Terence. Hello, Dave Zilla the Mighty. Mighty yes. Mm. Hello, folded up and lent against a rail, uh, radiator, Clara. Because you're in Glow. Churchill. Oh, and yes. Everyone else. Yes, Shaborn the topless garden gnome. Ew. <laughs> and let that be an end to it. If those children aren't back with their parents by tomorrow, I'm going to come and unpluck you. Mm. Mm. Take his hat. Oh, yes. I will. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, strange heavy breathing down the phone, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who News, oh. Series 1 to 4 remastered. As we approach the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, there's one thing we can be sure of. People trying to sell you something you already own. Mm-hmm. This time, it is BBC Studios with a new box set of Blu-rays covering all 60 episodes of the original RTD era, namely Series 1 to 4, featuring Eccleston and Tennant the first time around. Yes, these four series, plus the 29-2010 Tennant specials, have already been released as mostly upscale Blu-rays, but here they come again. These newly upscaled versions may or may not fix the 4% slowdown of the original HD releases and the more modern upscaling techniques may give a better picture over the standard definition of original broadcasts. What we do know is that there is but one new special feature called A Look Back Through Time and Space. It features Russell T Davies and David Tennant. All of the original DVD specials are expected to, though likely not upscaled, the 18-disc box set is due on the 18th of November and will cost about 55 shiny pounds. Mm. Oh 
Well, at know, least it's the same mm. price as one of the um, original series. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with them trying to sell me stuff from Tom Baker era <laughs> that I've already got, because, you know, it was a long time ago. This is taking the piss. Yes. <laughs> I only just recently, about three or four weeks ago, bought them on Blu-ray. The originals. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure that this is going to make much difference. <laughs> if it's a 4K, I might have thought, OK, I wouldn't have gone out and bite it, but because I don't have a 4K upscale, but that kind of would make more sense than... Than this does. I still well. can't see the difference between DVD and Blu-ray, so this would mean nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see what the picture quality is like. But uh, the fact they've given no new special features apart from that one yeah. feels like a bit of a cheap cop-out. Mm. It's an anniversary, though. We yeah. must make money. Mm, Let's just get RTD and mm. Tenant in a room for half an hour. Mm. Get talk about it, and that's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Blu-rays, is there any more news on the uh, B5 Blu-ray box set release? It is coming out in this country. We mm. weren't sure at the time, but it is coming out. Mm. And it is pretty bare bones. There's no special yeah. features all at right. all. Mm. Nothing extra. No commentaries. So that's one we won't be buying. Mm, so it's just a vanilla version. I, I think yeah. I mentioned that at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I have pre-ordered it, but uh, mm-hmm. only because it's going to be better picture quality than the DVDs. This is why you have no shelf space. <laughs> it is why well, I've got no shelf space. If I chose <laughs> to buy you a knick-knack, you would have nowhere to place it. Oh, well, no, yeah. there would be this unique creaking sound, and then the back wall of his house would just fall <laughs> down. That, that would be it. Yeah. My yeah. little knick-knack of a dragon yeah. would yeah. be the that, straw that, that broke the, the camel's back. back. <laughs> that would be it. I'm, See, sure, I'm sure these books here are actually holding the ceiling up. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he hasn't decorated since he moved in. <laughs> Pretty much. Which was 47 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I like them going back and re, not not necessarily remastering to change, but remastering some of the old Who stuff because they actually clean it up. They do, and they and, put a lot of work in special and they features. Put a lot of speech. Yeah. And even if you don't like the special features, actually having an episode that looks a lot, lot better than yeah. the transmission version, yeah. especially with some of the black and white stuff. Even the, They've just done much work. Ingrains it. Ingrains yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I, this, I love that. But this, yeah, this no, is taking the proverbial. <laughs> if it's the 21st Michael, century, it doesn't need tidying up. Yeah, the Michael is being taken. <laughs> Any more news? Disney! Yay! <laughs> the Mandalorian, WandaVision and Loki get physical. Ooh. The House of Mouse are also in the mood to make some money. And they too have surprisingly agreed that physical media still has some life in it. Yet. To that end, they are finally releasing some of their most marketable Disney Plus series into 4K Blu-ray and regular Blu-ray. Kicking them off about a week before its second season begins streaming on Disney Plus is Loki. Season 1 on the 26th of September. The single season WandaVision comes next on the 28th of November. The first two of three seasons of The Mandalorian finish the currently announced batch of the Christmas-timed 12th of December. All of these will become available to pre-order, at least in the US, on the 28th of August, i.e. between us recording and publishing this podcast. (laughs) It is currently unclear if there will be an international release, and if so, when those might be. The vast majority of 4K Blu-rays are region-free, but don't count on that with Disney. Prices are also unknown right now. Mm-hmm. Might invest in Loki, because I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I won't get one division, but the other four I will, yeah. I think. So Loki, definitely. Uh, four, three. Uh, the two Mandalorians. Yeah, We might end up with the Mandalorians for Jamie. But... <laughs> <laughs> because my DVD player is a DVD-Blu-Player, 
Blu-ray player. I've, <clears throat> I've not ever seen a 4K on my TV screen mm, yep. to know if it's worth it. Yeah. I kind of get the feeling with 4K, it depends more on your TV yes. than anything yeah. else. Yeah. It does. You can have a beautiful 4K, 4K player and all the rest of it, but if your screen is not also 4K yeah. enabled, yeah. you might as well stick with Blu-ray. Mm. This, the advancement up doesn't seem to be yeah. quite as transferable as it was from video to DVD. If you, if you get a 4K DVD player, you've got to get a 4K ready to to get it otherwise you don't get any benefit no no and you want one that's got really good panel and no led really shows off the the picture hollywood strikes various delays announced Mm. talks have been happening in hollywood to end the writers and actors strikes though the latest offer from amptp the producers trade association has been swiftly rejected as massively inadequate with the strikes ongoing and no actors to help promote new releases even those films that are already in the can are now being delayed Dune Part 2 was originally scheduled for the 3rd of November and now has been pushed back to the 15th of March 2024. The Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim animated film is shifting back from the 12th of April to the 13th of December 2024. Godzilla, X-Kong, The New Empire is going back a mere month from the 14th of March to the 12th of April. Millie Bobby Brown's Netflix film Damsel is being delayed from the 13th of October to an unknown date next year. So, while some studio executives may be crowing about how much money the strikes are saving them, it is clear that the longer they go on for, the slower they'll see returns on the investments. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, what's particularly galling is, all the cast and production team have been assembled for uh, the new Tron Ares film. Yes, now it's been put back indefinitely because of this bloody strike. Yes. Every cloud. (laughs) (laughs) I say something like that. Ouch. <laughs> you just see how long it goes on for, but the longer it goes on for, clearly the more things going to be delayed. Yeah. yeah. At YouTube, the Corridor crew yeah. did a piece about the strike. Uh, the strike. Yeah. And the effect it had on industry. Yeah. And there was a couple yeah. of things that they pulled up that I didn't take into account. Like 10, 20 years ago, they'd have had crowd scenes employing people mm, extras, really, yeah. Yeah. they don't do that now no. that is all cgi yeah, that's uh, computer generated a lot yeah. of them yeah mm. uh, nearly all of them really okay. it used to be a way to get into the industry you did a yeah. few bit parts and crowd yeah. scenes then went on to be an extra then but that avenue has been cut off they don't do crowd scenes well, now. Indeed, jackson for that one with uh, <laughs> mm. lord of the rings with all yeah. their uh, yeah. digital that's armies. it that's it they don't do it anymore you know that is something that's been cut away and you can't use now yeah and you can't get employed for now whilst they're looking at the bottom dollar line and how much they can save and the rest of it there is a potential for the people who make the movies to be cutting their nose off to spite their face yes only one percent of people who want to be actors become big names and draws and all the rest of it but you can't find them Unless they've been that extra, that person on yeah. the We've all done it where you've watched a film and you're not actually mm. watching the lead actor. You're watching that person second on the left because there's something about them. And well, then four yeah. films later, you suddenly find they're the new, yeah. the new lead. That's not going to happen. Where are they going to get their big names that are going to sell their movies for them? There's, a, there's yeah. again, YouTube. I think it is Cinefix mm-hmm. have done a tribute to that guy. And okay. it's various people who have appeared in multiple films. Yeah. You know the face, you don't know the name. Yeah. Because they're not full. Featured, yeah. The jobbing actor. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Shame. But yeah, the, the weirdest thing is streaming companies like Netflix 
are making good money yeah. because they're not producing anything, but people are still subscribing. Mm, yeah. mm. So they're still getting their income. And, and, yeah. They're not making anything new. And that, obviously, that will change over time. If they say, and they're, they're one of the main culprits because they don't produce their uh, ratings, so they don't pay the uh, yeah. res- residuals. To I don't know how that works now because they've now got a tier where you get advertising. Yeah. And they've got to give the numbers to the advertisers, yeah. presumably. To, to, so they know how well their products are doing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Any more news? Sylvester McCoy. Ah, hello. Ah, life story. Ah. <laughs> Not dead. Ah, good. Sylvester, who's the real McCoy, <laughs> is a rather fantastic name with an upcoming feature film memoir of the recently octogenarian yeah. uh, Percy James Patrick Kent Smith. The seventh doctor actor will be discussing his life from a child in Dunoon. His training is to be a priest again. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, lot of priestage. Performing with the Ken Gambrosha and naturally talking about our Doctor Who and Hobbits. Project is currently in post-production. Was he in The Hobbit? Apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was an interview with uh, Sophie Aldred. Oh, yeah, yeah. That had a, she was wearing a T-shirt that said, he was in The Hobbit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You may have mentioned it occasionally. Yeah. Um, it's currently in post-production as Film Stories magazine's first ever film of their own. And release details are due soon. Oh. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So apart from it's him not... and Tom, did any of the other doctors train to be priests? I don't know. <laughs> a bit of a weird coincidence, isn't it? So I think it's the first time he's done a memoir, hasn't yeah, no yeah. books or anything. He's just doing this film. audio film yeah. thing. It's yeah. basically a long interview, but yeah. with clips. <laughs> Any addendums? I have an addendum. Oh, I have was. an addendum. I think it's an addendum we already knew or sort of possibly guessed at, but we've had the uh, reports of the release for Shooty's first season date, airing date. Yes, which is as we probably guessed. I can't remember the actual date, but it was spring. I don't think they've given an actual date, but it is yeah. spring, and we've long since thought it's going to be Easter. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm sure, still sure it's going to be Easter. <laughs> I don't know why it's suddenly such a revelation, mm. don't believe it. But, uh, yeah, we knew there were three specials in November. Yeah. There's yeah. Christmas special, which is Gatwa's first proper episode, yeah, I think. Unless it's in the specials. But he, his <laughs> face is plastered, so... And yeah. then it starts proper in the spring, Easter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems to be big news, but I don't know why. I thought we knew. <laughs> <laughs> We supposed, I think. Yeah, maybe. Any more addendums? I have an addendum! I have an addendum! Coincide with the San Diego Comic-Con, they released a flashy, wonderful, chrome-plated 14th Sonic screwdriver that Mm -hmm. sold out within about an hour Mm -hmm. of it going on sale. Yeah, Yeah, it cost a ruddy fortune. Was it £30? It was about £30. Um, They have now released a standard screwdriver right. so it's still thing it doesn't have the flashy chrome on it okay. which i think is about 20 but it's a 10 quid cheaper which seems like a fair the flashy amount chrome ones were going on ebay for stupid money. oh yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, uh, i think i saw one that was topping out 200 300 mm, quid blimey. Yeah. really you know it's a what the <laughs> I may want one, but I don't want one that, that badly. badly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another release date we have confirmed now is the season twenty Blu-ray box set. It's coming out on the eighteenth of September. Ah, Yay. Oh, right. So we did wonder if that would be somehow November. It seemed too long. Yeah, mm. we first got was told that was going to release be back in twenty twenty. So. Yeah, we saw footage <laughs> back in twenty twenty. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does that leave room for one in November? It seems a bit too soon. It seems a bit too quick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of the news. Yep. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind. Right, we've watched a Blu-ray. We have. We've watched the latest offering from J. Michael Straczynski. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Babylon 5, The Road Home. Pause for music. 
I have a problem with this. Oh, okay. Well, okay. The guy who played Sinclair, yeah. who vo- mm. vocalised Sinclair, yeah. far too much emotion in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> and too quick. Yeah, it was just, you know, come on, get it, get it, it right, man. It threw you out, didn't it? It, it did, it did. <laughs> I enjoyed this. It was it was fun. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't yes. as good as original Babylon 5, no. but it was just, you know, it's just an animated film. Yeah. Yeah. But the saddest thing about it was the list of dedications at the end. Yeah. Yeah. For, for that was a long friends. list. Yes. There's, there's a longer list gone than there are remaining mm, yeah. now, yeah. I think. Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. I, I watched the uh, the making of and the sort of going back behind the scenes and you had photographs from the production of Babylon 5. Half the people mm, in all the yeah. photographs now are dead. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing attrition. Yeah. You compare that to Next Gen. Yeah. yeah. Similar yeah. time period. Yeah. A bit after Next Gen, really. And how many Next Gen cast have we lost? None. Uh, None. None of them. Yeah. I'm just wondering, was it filmed on an Indian burial ground? <laughs> a hot tub factory, so maybe the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Sheridan, bless his little cotton socks, mm-hmm. president, yeah, president, president Sheridan yep. has yeah. um, gone to Mimbar yep. for the opening of this new energy thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And oh dear, it's doing bad things mm. to him because it's made using tachyons, yes. mm. time particles. Yes. And of course, he's had knowledge of those and experience and experience. Oh, yes. And he kept keeps getting tugged off. into the time streams and it wasn't and it it wasn't just the time streams it's also the space streams yeah he keeps uh they don't have copyright yeah he he keeps quantum leaping all over the place Mm -hmm. now this is set just after um well the events of um season five season five yes after the Uh, telepath war objects at rest yeah yeah yeah, pretty much, um, yeah, after the formation of the Interstellar Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, immediately. In fact, they even it's redo during... a couple of final shots where the crew taking over B5 mm, are, are yeah. saluting him as the yeah. elite. Mm, that's it. It's, it's some it, odd changes of characters there. But... It's <laughs> technically do- taking place during season five because he, he leaves. Of. Yeah, mm. so. Yeah, it's it's, it's only before the final episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah before yeah. Sleeping yeah. in Light, yeah. Mostly. <laughs> we have um it basically wanders into fan fiction territory because oh, you can great, kill yeah. people off as many times as you like Indeed. Lita yeah. got killed off a lot she did she, did. she was quite proud of that <laughs> she died heroically <laughs> yeah. So, yeah the basic premise obviously is that Sharon has become unstuck in time again and we revisit times in B5's history and also mm. go sideways into yeah, alternate yeah. realities because we got uh, we got a brief flash of those alternate realities during the series itself yeah yeah Yeah. be squared and war without end yes yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i love the way he was trying not to change the future and not mention the planet zaha doom by calling it (laughs) zaha Zaha boom Boom. (laughs) (laughs) really zaha boom oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) one scene i did yeah find rather poignant was um the scene where uh, sheridan's out on the rim and he meets um Jakar. well, you know, well, well a being yeah. a being well, like yeah. possibly could, could be Shakar, yes. Yeah. The voices, the voice actors they chose to replace the ones who weren't mm, there anymore. Yeah. Garibaldi was spot on. He was, really? yeah. he was absolutely yeah. Freaky. spot on. Freaky. I had an issue with Jakar. I didn't yeah. think yeah. Andreas Katsoulis had a grand way of speaking that was also gentle. Yeah. Mm, and I yes. don't think he the was, actor quite He was almost it. there, but there was something missing yeah. in the tone of the yeah. voice. Well, I think the original intention with uh, Andreas uh, Katsoulis, he, he wanted to have a slightly English-sounding ac- accent mm. with Jakar. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost there, but something was mm. missing. Yeah. And the woman who voiced Delenn, I mean, she wasn't in it a lot. She didn't say John right. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. yeah, Mira Furlan had a way of saying John, which right. she got so much emotion into it. Yeah. And this one, she didn't. But other than that, no, no issues. Yeah. And the doc... He was fine. He's pretty mm. good. Yeah. I Zathras. Yes. Zathras was almost there, but we didn't have the clicks. Mm. Oh, no. we didn't, did we? Actually? No, yeah. we didn't have the clicks. Oh, no, poor Zathras. Yeah. I wonder why he didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so did not the no one, one came out with Zathras. <laughs> 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 ah, but no copyright. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Couldn't say lost in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all the others were on top form. Mm. I liked oh, the awesome. animation as well. It was yeah. the, the, for me. The animation took a little bit of time to get used to, no, I, but I, once I was there, I had no problem I with it. It was simple this. but effective. I was mm. going to say I didn't get a chance to watch it. What type of an is it like the it's, Doctor Who animation? No, 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 no much no. better. Than I, that. I'd oh, say yeah. it's more more leaning into anime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was slightly anime. Yeah, it was just the rendering of it. Some of them, it took me a little yeah. minute, a couple of minutes to recognise who the character. Character was looking at with yeah, some of them. Looking yeah. at the closing titles, a lot of the uh, names there look, did look um, sort of Korean or at least yeah. Asiatic in there. Yeah. Yes, oh yeah. But they got Garibaldi right. Mm. The various hair. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> you can <laughs> tell what time period you're in mm, by yeah. the, the hairline of by, Garibaldi. Yeah, by yeah. Yeah. his creeping back hairline yeah. from yeah. widow's peak to mm. complete egg. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, even Sheridan. He had at least two different versions of Sheridan. At one yeah. point, a younger version Bare-faced and an older version. Sheridan. Yeah. And yeah. bearded Sheridan. I know it was a. It's meant to be a standalone thing, sort of. But it also does discreetly set up a reboot. It does because mm. although you bounce around t- time with him, you know he gets back to uh, his original timeline. Yeah. But you are left as the viewer in this alternate you timeline. Are, yeah. Mm. Last few scenes, uh, this alternate timeline where yeah. the Shadow War hasn't happened. Yeah. yeah. And and Delenn has no hair. She's still Mumbai. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But she did seem to recognise. She she knew a hell of a lot more than she was letting yeah. on. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the yeah. most disappointing thing about this, and I, I did thoroughly enjoy this. The shadows weren't in any way creepy. The, no. sh- the shadows on B5, the yeah. series, just made you shiver. Yeah. But not so much in animation. Yeah. yeah. They did change the look of them a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah and, and certainly with the uh, the main shadow ship. The shadow ship, yeah. Mm. It still had the, s- the original, but... It still had the spider-like legs, but yeah. it was more yeah. of a yeah. more of a pattern surface. Yeah. So there was nothing, nothing oh, yeah. freaky about them. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't really, and they were cannon fodder yeah. in the yeah. many mm. scenes, which yeah. is a bit, bit of a shame. But... Yeah, was, whereas in the TV series, there were the chest players yeah and also we didn't really have any Vaughn on except no. for one scene in one flashback there was on screen you saw Kosh yeah mm. bit of a shame yes <laughs> but again with this new universe that they're hinting at at the end there's reason why he wouldn't be there yet potentially yeah because Zaha Doom hasn't been discovered, discovered. yeah so there's no reason for them to, to come out of hiding yeah, and get, get interactive in yeah. politics yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's very much uh, a Sheridan centered well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That the others we, were quite guest star. We, we follow, we follow Sheridan all the way through. Although yeah. Delenn does save the day. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's oh, Delenn yeah, who, very much. So, yeah. who, who, who's there? Sheridan. Sheridan. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's Delenn who's there with the safety net, as she as always, always seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Zathras had quite a lot to do. Yes, Zathras. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, all 700 of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see Londo until the end, which is unfortunate. He only really got one scene. Yeah. Didn't he, I think mm. That was stylish, though, him and Ivanova sitting on the top of a skyscraper, oh, yes. yeah. drinking wine, waiting for, for the, the world, world to end. end. Yeah. Yeah. And it did. Yeah, it was <laughs> quite yeah. impressive. Well, on yeah. by the moon. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how this would do for people who aren't fans of the original. I don't, I don't think, think they'd makes... understand what the hell was going no. on. Yeah, because no. a lot of references to the series. Lots of various tips of that. There's a solution solution to that Mm-mm. watch the series well, oh, yes. hello it's Jean really, mm. really really good one, one day I'll get round mm, to it yeah. I have not seen one episode oh, of Babylon 5 mm. and I don't wear that with pride I just See, don't yeah, I think you're I, just being rude I mean I waited the requisite 25 years <laughs> yeah, before yeah. watching it you're just taking it into silly territory. I think it was one of those things that it was on regularly and at that point my evening meetings weren't. Yeah. Mm. So quite a few series I just didn't end up getting well, into. As I said, for, for me, I watched the first episode, the, the Gathering film, because I was told mm. there was this sci-fi show that didn't use model work, it was all CGI. Yeah, yeah. That's what pulled me in. And yeah. after watching the first story, I had to watch the rest. Oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. These people putting model workers out of work by yeah. watching these CGIs. <laughs> What's it going to be next? CGI'd actors? <laughs> you never first know. First steps, first mm. steps. noise, woman. <laughs> no, it's one of those ones I, I really should get there. And I, obviously, I know some of the characters because I've seen the clips and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think... At that time, was that around the same time as Babylon? F- not Babylon. Was famous around the time Babylon. Yeah. Five. <laughs> was it around the same time as DS Nine? Yeah. I think was. I was getting a bit fed up with space station sci-fi. <laughs> well, wow. that's I've got their first. Yeah, there's that's a whole nother level of controversy. <laughs> Indeed. Right, we would love to know what you chaps think of Babylon Five: The Road Home. Write mm. to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Oh, well done, Shane. <laughs> she woke up for it. <laughs> right, we'd like to introduce a new segment oh, yes. to Staggering Stories. Oh, yeah. Yep. In memory of our, our friend David Keep, yes. who we Dave. lost yep. last year. We would like to present films that Dave would watch. Okay. <laughs> the man could find the worst films ever conceived and make you want to watch them. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I watched some crap on the recommendation of that man. <laughs> Did you not learn? Did you not learn? It wouldn't have surprised me if he'd said he was in the room when someone said, sharks and tornadoes, should we put them together? <laughs> so here we present for you films that Dave would watch. The first film that Dave would watch, yep. I discovered, I think, on Amazon Prime. It's an M. Night Shyamalan film. Shyamalan Ding Dong. And it's called Old. And it was the steamiest pile of horse poop I've ever had the pleasure to sit through. And I would happily sit through it again. It is set on in a holiday resort where families are invited to attend the resort and invited to take a trip out to this hidden cove where there's no tourists and isn't that lovely it's not lovely it's not lovely at all (laughs) so these four families head out in the minibus and are dropped off on the edge of the jungle by a very suspicious looking driver (laughs) who promptly leaves (laughs) and they work their way to the beach And, oh, it is a lovely beach. And they all separate to different parts of the beach and sit down to take some rays. Among them are three children, two teenagers and one toddler, an old lady, a dog, (laughs) and several other grown-ups. They notice something. 
<gasps> mainly, mainly when the two-year-old girl hit puberty, mm. the island or the beach ages them. Oh. <gasps> it was quite funny. I really shouldn't have laughed when the dog died. But <laughs> <laughs> or when the old lady died. <laughs> Some scenes are actually quite poignant and rather good, but we have various silly ways of people dying. Like a, one of the women has um, a carbon deficiency, and our man. I, carbon, I've never heard foley, art, foley artists use the cracking bone sound so much. <laughs> OK. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's terrible. It has the um, mad scientists in it at the end and the two heroes surviving till the end. Mm. It has some genuinely sad scenes in it absolutely lovely scene where the parents who are the uh, the two main characters basically age together watching the sunset on the beach it's, oh, it's a metaphor. more romantic than it sounds <laughs> but it is a truly terrible film yeah. that you will kick yourself if you do not watch okay <laughs> so that is the inaugural films that dave would watch oh. <laughs> that takes us on to some doctor who pause for music Adam, do you want to introduce this one? What did we watch? What did we listen to? We listened to Big Finishes as audio mongers, Doctor Who, colon, Once and Future, colon, A Genius for War. That's Ooh. a lot of colons. Ooh, yes. They do love their colons. They do love their colons. This is a Sylvester McCoy, love if I remember mm. rightly. Yes, Sylvester McCoy with Davros. As played by Terry Malloy, which was really good to hear. No, it was a question I was going to, you know, going to raise. Who played you know, Davros? No, no in this. it's still Terry, hmm. who does seem to relish and enjoy the part. Mm. Does, yeah, yeah, even down to the giggles. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the second, third, the third, third once yeah. in future because the Doctor is degenerating. Yeah, he, yes. he's he's running up and down his timeline. We still don't know why. We yep. still don't know how. He just is. He it starts and with him sort of like running up and down his timeline, deciding on which particular generation <laughs> he's going to be. And he gets time school. Yeah, taken Ooh, out of time. To a time lord. I don't know what you call it. It's prison? A prison no, facility. No, it, is yeah. the, it is the time lord prison facility. It's meant to be the one from Trial of a Time Lord. It's, That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the trial. It's uh, the trial sure. space station. But uh, it has been decom- decommissioned. Yes. Is that? It's now, yeah, using as part of the war effort. Mm. There's even a hint of music at the beginning. Yeah. If I thought, this meant to be a sixth doctor. <laughs> yeah. Because it just felt so much <laughs> like the beginning of Trial Twang. of Time Lords. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, this place reminded me of a Spandau prison because there, you know, there was just Rudolf Hess in there. And this place, it just has Davros in there. Oh, not that prison not, yet. Not, not that prison. We're this not is, there yet. That's... This is the Time Lords one where ah, he, yes, yes. he gets played the audio from ah, Davros yes. mm, that's yeah. been sent to the Time Lords. Mm. And it's also general. yeah, it also features the general who is the same general from Day of the Doctor. Yeah, that Rose. same same incarnation. Yep, before he gets regenerated by Capaldi's Doctor. Yeah. Why do these people ever trust Davros? I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Davros reaches out to Time Lord saying, I will help you defeat the Daleks. He's lying. And they all went, oh, <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> My one condition is, the Doctor must be the one that comes to the prison I am in. Oh, well, what, what, oh, what, what could, could possibly, possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's not a trap, you can know it's a trap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so off they all go to... 
this prison planet on Scarva, which well, I think is actually drawn from Terry Nation's Dalek book. Oh, is it? Okay. As in, it's an artificially Artificial constructed yeah. world. Right. Falcus. Yes. Which, which is where we just mm-hmm. have Rudolf Hess. This is a prison that has only one prisoner. Yeah, and a bunch of Thals. Uh, no, no, clone, no, clone Scarosians. Mm. Yes, yeah. yes. Because that threw me at first, because we know that we're going to a Dalek prison planet, because we've got Davros, mm-hmm. and they land, and something has hit this prison, and it's like... Evacuate this area yeah, in a very, very human voice mm. with lots of humans running around. And I'm like, mm. is this is this a Dalek plant? <laughs> there are no Daleks in this for quite a while. No, indeed. Well, see, Nick Briggs doing the Daleks again. Yeah. Mm. As per. I mean, I think that's the only reason he does it, so he give himself a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I expect so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's just convenient that Davros is able, able to open an opening yeah. in the temporal barrier around the prison. Well, as he explains, mm. there's a copy of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was built to his specifications, mm-hmm. although he was uh, indisposed while it was being built. Mm. He was inconvenienced. Yes. Yeah. So there's a copy of his brain in the living Dalek computer. Yeah. Seems like a, a bad move, but there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doctor's also picked up a hitchhiker, Ve- well, Vecklin, who is oh, yes. basically being ordered to keep an eye yeah. on him and mm. make sure he does fine. Pick- and- yeah, as I say, picked up yeah. is a loose term, I think. <laughs> yeah. Unvoluntarily. Lumbered with. Declan <laughs> is something of a regular in the, uh, the Time War Yeah, I think she's era. been... Yeah, she's been in a couple. I recognise the voice. Yeah. So I recognise the definitely character. Definitely did some stuff with um, John Hurt's War yeah. Doctor. Oh, right. Yeah. And I think also maybe a few ones with uh, the Eighth Doctor. Maybe some again. Yeah, yeah. probably. I recognise the voice yeah. and the attitude. Yeah, Beth Chalmers, isn't it? And then it all goes very uh, moffaty. Yes. With trying to justify what's probably the weakest season arc of any New Who season. Yeah. The hybrid. The hybrid, <laughs> yeah. Davos offers the Time Lords the option of creating the hybrid. It seems like a really strange thing to offer. So Davos here, I'll create a new race based on Dalek and Gallifreyan or Time Lord yep. DNA, and then wipe out you guys and them, yeah. and everybody be okay. Well, why yeah. do I want to be wiped out just for a new species? Well, that, yeah, but that was his whole intention in the first place, to make, you know, to create a race with both the traits of the Time Lords and the Daleks, but yeah. also a vassal race to serve him. Yeah, that's the more specific thing, is the fact that he would have the uh, the control of this new mm. race. As opposed to the Emperor Dalek. Yeah. Oh, well, so yeah. he thinks. It didn't mm. work out so well last time. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, he always, he's always repeating the same mistakes. Yeah. Mm. And, of course, there's only one Time Lord's DNA that he can use. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well... He wants the doctor. Yeah, I think it's more correct that he wants as the sort yeah. of ultimate yeah. up yours. Yeah, yeah. Precisely, there's only one he yeah. can use. Yeah. <laughs> and if he'd known about all the uh, Timeless Child stuff, <laughs> maybe he <laughs> would have wanted him even more. But, yeah, um, yeah. And this again is repeated again in Moffat's time when Davros is dying and tries to steal the doctor's and, regeneration. Yeah, and, and tries he, to have another go at. Yeah, basically the same thing. Yeah. Trying to upgrade the Daleks with Time Lord essence or whatever. Yeah. Time Lord Factor. And, of course, it all goes away. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, the, the Daleks come after him. Not to rescue, but it's just the case of, if we can't have him, neither can you. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, they clearly they... can't kill him. They're always imprisoning him and yeah. freezing yeah, that, him. All. The Daleks were getting a bit dog in the mangerish about it all. Mm. But the fly in the ointment is this prison world that Davros is on has at the heart of it 
a Dalek brain mm, yeah, a mind it, it's got it's basically it's an organic computer a bit like ood mm, yeah yeah mm. yeah that's, um, the, that's the impression you're given via the description yeah so at the moment the doctor is running around with a vial of his essence in him. <laughs> He's freaked out, can't be bothered to stay in one form of regeneration essence. Uh, does any of you, like me, went, ooh, when you put a little vial of his essence? essence. <laughs> what confused me about the taking of the DNA sample, why did it hurt? We Just don't know where they were taking it. Just it on your finger and there's a yeah. DNA sample. Yeah, I, I understand that, but this is the doctor, so he might have deliberately make, made it hurt. Mm, mm. You know, spinal mm. fluid and... To even need the doctor, I mean, he's been so many places, go somewhere he's been yeah, recently. Just go, go with yeah. a, a swab and just... Yeah. Well, you yeah. Made, maybe you need fresh well, DNA no, straight I, out I, of blood. I, so I, don't think it was nece- yeah. I don't think it was necessarily that. Is that. If you go there and take a piece of DNA left behind, yeah. you haven't taken it directly from him, so he won't... No, there's a lot of personal vengeance wrapped yeah. up in there. <laughs> As you said, it could have been any time. No, it has to, to be, be the, the doctor. doctor yeah. Now, one thing I noticed was um, the whole idea of Davros going to the Time Lords with this, yeah, with the whole idea of making a hybrid race. Obviously, you couldn't go to the Daleks because, you know, given their views on racial purity. purity yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure the times would have really been much better. But apparently they were. <laughs> I don't know why. I would never have entertained the idea myself. Well, it depends whereabouts they are in their time frame and how desperate they are. And, of course, it doesn't work. Um, well, no. because they've taken it from the Doctor, whose DNA, as we've previously discussed, is running up and down his timeline. Mm, yep. so. yeah. It has that effect on the Dalek they injected so into. Dalek tries mm. to degenerate into a previous form it doesn't have, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the, uh, the ensuing scenes were very reminiscent of uh, Genesis of the Daleks with mm. all the creatures in the uh, breeding tanks. This is, as you'd expect from maybe a 60th anniversary, a lot of callbacks. Mm. Yeah, oh, good particularly callbacks to the Moffat era in this one, but also to Classic Who and... I did get a bit in- annoyed, isn't the right word, but it did grate on me a little bit. When we encountered Davros, the first few scenes where you've got the Doctor and Valkin with Davros in his cell, the Dalek element of his machinery makes some squeaky noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, actually, I'm in the background. Yeah. Yeah. No, that worked for me. Oh, I, I got the idea. No, overkill. It, well, it gives you the impression that he's pacing, he's moving mm, up and down yeah. while ranting about oh, yeah. this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, that, 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 worked, just, that worked for me. It, it didn't distract. Bit, oh, it distracted it, from me. No, it, in, for me, it enhanced. I, yeah. I could see him whittling up and down with the, tri- <laughs> with the chair. Oh, whittling. <laughs> yeah, that is the technical term. Look it up. Yeah, but ultimately that proves to be his downfall, that did. Yeah. Yeah, because he couldn't move. That is the trouble with old Who Daleks and for audio, is you never heard them move. Mm. They were yeah. silent. Yeah. The only times you heard them was in the uh, the old big finishes mm. before the ones that were put out before um, yeah. uh, the new series. Well, and I'm glad that they... I'm quite happy and glad that they took that over into the new series. Oh, I yeah. don't mind hearing a bit of noise, but it just... Mm. It was like... It all, for me, it almost overplayed the dialogue. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm afraid we're going to have to disagree. <laughs> yeah. For me, for me, it enhanced it. As yeah. I say, I, I had a much better image of him trundling up and down the lab, ranting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, at the end of it, Daleks nil, yep. Davros nil, 
<laughs> Doctor One, yep. Time Lord status as it stands. Yeah, and the Doctor can't remember a thing about it because he gets chucked yeah, he back gets in back his back line, planted back into his timeline. So everything that's happened has been forgotten about, and we trundle off to the next episode. Mm. Apparently, yes. Yeah, still so, looking for the diamonds in the sky. Yeah. Oh yes, there. yes. There was a reference at the end of it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Which is from the previous story. So. Overall, I personally I preferred this a lot more than I did the uh, Fifth oh, Doctor one. The artist. Yeah, mm. the, arti- the yes. artist. Okay. The artist at the end in of the time, time was yes. very uh, episode three for me. Yeah. You know, everything's there. We just got to keep it, hold it in pace and keep it running. I know the status quo didn't change Indeed, yeah. on this episode, but it was a lot more faster paced, a lot more fun and a lot more screaming Daleks. <laughs> True, but again, For me. I feel like this whole series at the beginning set us up to expect a lot of great crossovers with, with characters. And we don't really get that here. We've got the Seventh Doctor, we've got Davros, we've got the, the General, but it's yeah. not, not that great conglomeration of characters we wouldn't expect, particularly. It is just another Time War story. It is, mm. Yeah, it is just another Time War story. Which could fit I, into any other box set. But I, yeah, Yes, but as I say, for me, it was faster paced than the last oh, one. Yeah. The last oh, one yeah, was a hell of a lot, lot slower. But at least the last one, you had the curator, the Fifth Doctor, yeah, and the Jenny. La- the last uh, one did conform to their um, the, the requirements of the, of the anniversary yeah but i think that slowed it down a lot it was unnecessarily you know it didn't actually do anything to benefit the story yeah i don't know where they would have gone but maybe we should have had a, an old companion thrown in here mm, unexpectedly yeah. Mm. perhaps yeah bring in susan maybe maybe introduce susan has somehow been part of the time war or, yeah or go left field like that i like the fact that the tile daleks still count in males because a rail seems to be everything from one minute so one Light rail well, yeah. from the planet is not that far to not get blown up. Rail is a very elastic you know, time. It is. Yeah, it it yeah. seems to become. There doesn't seem to be anything other than rails. Like we have minutes, second hours. They just. Mm. Oh, it's rail. Or rail. Or could it be the rail? It's like Zathras. You have yeah. Zathras. <laughs> and then there's. Zathras. You see the difference? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daleks obviously have yep. different rails that we can't tell the difference between. Right, we'd like to know what you think of this big Finnish shenanigans they have going on. Mm-hmm. Write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Net. Net. <laughs> I'm sorry I thought you were asleep. <laughs> My dead thoughts. <laughs> You've dragged them all the way here. Let us say something. Prezzies, prezzies, we're oh, prezzies. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Actually, Crumbly's got Crumbly's birthday. Crumbly's an old man, an old man, an old man. You, is this 60 or is this 59? No, 59. Oh. 60 next oh. year. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Crumbly next year. and Keith will be turning 60 next year. And yeah. fake Crumbly do. You'll be 60 next yes. year. Yes. On the 23rd of November. Oh, yeah. Very oh, special day. Awesome day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I have a squishy one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but what about the present? Right. Mm. <laughs> I think that's from Adam. If I In can open it. fried, rainbow-coloured wrapping yeah, paper. Yeah, it's very fried, yes. It's oh, obviously sellotaped to within an inch of itself. Oh, mm. you soft, you can open yeah, all three. Yeah. <laughs> ah, found a chink in the armour. It's an old granddad. Um, blanket for your shoulders. <laughs> oh God, it's a moomin. It's a moomin oh, cushion. It's a moomin <laughs> cushion. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, Moomin Papa, Moomin Mama, Moomin. Stop describing Moomins. Moomins <laughs> <laughs> act things. So you can sit on the Moomin. And we Tell me that you love me. <laughs> I bet you won't be able to get that one. Yeah, it's going to be an easy one again because there's a. <laughs> you fa- need to wrap them in a box. Yeah. yeah. And then the paper on the box. And that way it's going to be impossible to get in. Yeah. Adam loves to wrap things up with sellotape by very joint, so you can't actually get into the paper. Let's face it, if the boy had a laminator, we'd oh, yes. never get into our presents. <laughs> yeah. It's a book. It's a book. And it's all about the making of the Peanuts movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next present. You can look at them at home. Right. <laughs> Another book. book. Just for a moment there, I thought we got the same book. (laughs) (laughs) Hoping you haven't got this one. Uh, I'll soon find out. Just turn that paper. It's a yellow book. And it is... Ooh, that's encouraging. Yes. It's an encouraging noise. It's a Peanuts book. Yes, the history of the Peanuts cartoon strip. No, I haven't got this one. Thank you very much. Yeah, mm. Wait to see what Karen gets you. He's very lucky you didn't get the Moomin DVD regifted. <laughs> it was Ooh. so close. Yes, I'm sure it was. It's a bag. It might have a head in it. It's hard to tell. Mm. It does have a head in it. You've already, ah, you've already ah, said it. have already got the head up there. Oh. Ah. I thought you were mug. Oh, thank you. Mug. It's a, a mug. mighty fine quaffing mm-hmm. tankard. Yes. Mm. Well, yes. We got that from Loxwood. We did. Oh, yeah. uh, the Loxwood Jouse. Yes, yes. card. That's the most grown-up card we could find you. Bobby! Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Don't believe inside. <laughs> the card was Keith's, uh, Keith's idea. I wanted something with Moomins or Tron on it, but with, oh, he overruled me. <laughs> <laughs> lies, all lies. I Did may... you not run towards me in Tesco's going, look at the card I found for Crumbly? <laughs> I, I may have pointed it out as a laugh. Mm. You're the one who went... Right, thank you very much, one and all. Yes, very welcome. Right, a couple of you lovely people have been writing to us. Oh, thank you. One of them wasn't Catherine, so we're assuming she's dead. Don't say that. Which is a shame because we like her. Yeah. Anyway, we've heard from Jay. Hello, Jay. Jay says hello, all. Hopefully you've said your hellos to the head of Pertwee oh, yeah. and the various inanimate objects strewn around Adam's front room. Yeah. If not, shame on you <laughs> to yeah. think that the head of Pertwee has to listen to you lot ramble on about stuff before you finally get around to him. Tusk, indeed. <laughs> anyway, feedback. Strange New Worlds. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. What a season that was. <laughs> yeah. While many iterations of Star Trek didn't find their space legs until they were past their first couple of seasons, yeah. Strange New Worlds has been a most wonderful outlier. Their first season was strong, yep. and this second season was stronger still. They took risks that many shows wouldn't take until they <laughs> were maybe five seasons old, looking at the crossover with Lower Decks yeah. and the musical episode, <laughs> yeah. and absolutely hit hmm. the home runs with them. Oh, sorry, that's the North American corruption of me showing. (laughs) They hit some fairly consistent sixes over a few short overs. Better analogy? Probably not. But I couldn't think of what an equivalent was in rounders to a home run, (laughs) as I don't think it's called a home run. I don't even know. It's called a really big hit. (laughs) Whoops, I'm digressing. Anyway, a few sentences for each episode this season. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. The Broken Circle. (laughs) Wonderful introduction to the chief engineer, Pella. Mm -hmm. And right from the outset, we knew that this is someone who isn't necessarily going to do things by the book. 
<laughs> Good start with more teasing of the backstory that Mbenga and Chapel share that was hinted at last season. And who would have thought that Spock could drink Klingons under the table? <laughs> <laughs> Ad Astra Per Aspera. Star Trek has always done their courtroom drama well, yeah. Yeah. and this was no exception. Indeed. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. <laughs> First off, nice to see Toronto actually being Toronto and <laughs> yeah. living in the area. There were a few places I recognised from this episode. Yeah. However, I really don't quite buy the location of where they put the Toronto end of the Lake Ontario Bridge right downtown like that. Oh. Definitely a good dive into understanding Lan's character more. Mm. Among yeah. the Lotus Eaters. A decent callback to events that were only mentioned from the cage. Mm. It's rather a shame, though, that they gave the Lost Yeoman one of the more modern-style uniforms instead of reimagining and still keeping it recognisable, the uniform he should have had for this era. Yet the denial for Ortega's to the away team, I've got more on that later. (laughs) Charades. Mm. Who knew that we needed comedy Spock as much (laughs) as we'd we'd been getting this season, and more so this episode? A massive shout-out to to Anson Mount's facial expressions as yeah. Pike here, especially when T'Pring's parents were in his quarters. <laughs> Lost in translation. I rather picked out the resolution to this very early on in the episode, yeah. but otherwise a good solid Uhura episode. Yep. Those old scientists. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and in typical Lower Decks fashion, absolutely chock full of references to past and from this point <laughs> of view, future Trek. Yep. It was amazing to see Jack Quaid completely pull off a live-action Boimler, yeah. complete with that walk away from number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Under the Cloak of War. A surprisingly dark episode after the lightness mm, of oh the yes. previous, but we finally get to fully explore that point in Chapel and Mbenga's backstory. This is certainly something I could have seen DS9 do as well, and they certainly did very close to that with the siege of AR-558. Mm. Subspace Rhapsody. <laughs> when it was announced during or was it after san diego comic con that strange new worlds would have a musical episode i don't think that we expected that we would have something this wonderful celia rose gooding uhura and christina chong lan both have singing backgrounds and it absolutely showed with their numbers uhura's keep us connected was definitely the best song of the episode Hegemony. Last season we had the alien-inspired All Those Who Wander, and Hegemony rather felt that it was inspired by aliens, Mm. a high-stakes episode where the stakes felt some felt somewhat false because we know that a number of characters are wrapped in plot armour as they're around for T- the TOS era. Pike, Spock, Chapel and Benga and hello there, Scotty. <laughs> Lan and Ortega's fans are a, a little more in jeopardy. Mm, yeah. Which brings me to a mini rant regarding Ortega's. Uh-oh. Okay. They need to do more with her. Yep. Out of everyone, she is the most criminally underused. We were teased that she might get more to do after she was denied going down to Rigel 7. And while she had a little more to do in the season finale, once she got to the planet she was just another member of the away team in the background Mm. my last note for strange new worlds is that i'm glad to see scotty show up we know that he's going to fall in love with the enterprise Mm. and he really needs to stay in order to build up that relationship but not yet as chief engineer pella needs to stay as well Mm. but the strange new world showrunners have teased we may see more familiar tos characters and that gives me pause Scotty makes sense. Mm, So does Uhura and Spock. I think that trying to introduce others, like Sulu or McCoy, Chekhov would be too young at this point, would be leaning dangerously into fan service than than they need to. Honestly, too, as good as Paul Wesley is as a younger James T. Kirk, I think we should be done with him for now. Mm. Neverwhere! 
Was it really 1996 when that aired? Yes. Yep. I thought it was a few years earlier. <laughs> I'd rewatch it again if I could find it here in Canada. Yeah. Good Omens. Mm. I'm taking a gamble that you have talked about Good Omens Series 2 this episode. <laughs> Just in case you haven't, I'll keep it brief. Loved it. Loved seeing the various Easter eggs in there, in particular the Doctor Who-related yeah. ones. Also, three levels of the Tennant Davidson family in one scene. <laughs> I don't think that's ever been done before. No. So that was fun. Implosion. Shadow and mm. Bone. Took your recent review of Series 1 as a recommendation and finally went and watched it. Enjoyed it enough to go through Season 2. So cheers for that. Okay. Okay, I think that's quite enough for now. Until whenever. Cheerio. Jay. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Thank Jay you, writes Jay. a lot. Um, I, think, I like that. <laughs> I think something has to be pointed out here. What's yeah. that? That the soundtrack for uh, Subspace Rhapsody has made it into the top ten American charts. No. <laughs> the, the, yeah. They've released it as an album. Yeah. I'm not sure if they've released it as an album. I know it's you can... It's on streaming, maybe. Yeah, oh. I know you can download it. So. Right. Well, I say Spock has a lovely voice. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. We have another one here from Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. Is this Matt from Bristol? It is. Oh. Matt from Bristol. Long time yes. over here. Hello, staggerers. I thought I'd drop you a quick email and give one of you something to read out. Well, oh. indeed, you have. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Matt. Thank you. <laughs> Just caught your latest Strange New Omens podcast, and it was wonderful as always. Thank you. Like you all, I have loved this last season of Strange New Worlds. Like you, I groaned upon hearing that there was going to be a musical episode. I completely surprised myself by loving every minute. <laughs> yeah. Those old scientists had to be the standout for me. So much fun. It might be one of those that has repeated rewatch value. Season 2 was an improvement on the first season, which for me was good, but there's still one episode I have yet to watch in full. I had to switch the fairy tale episode off. <laughs> I really yeah. couldn't bear it. <laughs> on a side note... The title sequence of Strange New Worlds is one that I never skip intro. Mm, yeah. Yes. It is stunning to watch. Mm. And the best of all the Star Trek series, in my opinion. Mm. I've not watched Good Omens, so I can't really provide feedback on that. I did watch a couple of the first series, but must have fell out of favour with it. I never finished it. And don't oh, really well. feel compelled mm. to either. Okay. Well, give it a go. Other stuff I have loved... Ted Lasso had a wonderful finale. When the team did the Sound and Music homage, I was chuckling through tears. I miss that show. Which is odd, as I really don't like football. I'm catching up and loving the Yellowstone prequels and finally managed to catch Quantum Leap oh. as it is on Paramount+. Plus. It's a bit up and down, but it seems to be settling in nicely. I've done the Barbenheimer thing at the cinema. <laughs> Loved Oppenheimer. Struggled with Barbie. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyed Meg 2 The Trench for what it was. I saw you daft as a brush. Yep. Anyway, that'll do for now. Keep smiling. Matt. Crystal, soon to be Devon. Good luck with the move. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Meg 2. I want... I'm, it's a statement, it's good. So I'm going to try and watch Meg on yeah. one of the um, Sky movies or something. Would that be a that, film that Dave yeah, would watch? Yeah, that sounds like a Dave, yes, a yeah, Dave film. Yeah, I've never yes. seen Meg, but I did see Meg 2. I didn't think you needed to see the first one, frankly. <laughs> and you don't. It is a big giant shark. Yes. <laughs> and and Statham. Mm, yeah. And, yeah, that guy. Jason, Any more feedback? Jason Statham. I think that is it for feedback. Lead mm. us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. So, until that... B for Big Finish. And birthdays. And birthdays. And birthdays. Bloody brilliant... Bamboozling. Ball of bouncy... Bonkersness. <laughs> Bonkersness. Bonkersness. With bananas comes billowing blusteringly towards us. <laughs> this, this is me, Crumby, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye bye. Bunnies. It must be bunnies. <laughs> <laughs>
That's the most intelligent thing you've said all week. (laughs) (laughs) You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 427, featuring Adam Purcell, Andy Simpkins, fake Keith, Gene Riddler, fake Crumbly, and the real Keith Dunn. Views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended. This has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. <laughs> Did you manage to get Heather back in the cupboard? Please excuse me if I do fall asleep and start snoring. Just, just <laughs> give me a little nudge. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll be asleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. To hear this quiet and just this few snores, got the snoring. Clouds off. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs, leave the dinosaurs alone. <laughs> Did you turn the clouds off? <laughs> Dude! What? <laughs> you let one off. No, I burped. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sound like you let one off. <laughs> that Sounds was like a real butt-wibbling one. It was as quiet. It was trying to be quiet burp, opposed to my usual. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, I was expecting it to be loud and honking. That's what no. I was. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite disappointed. Tell the people you'd like to hear from them. Hello, can I hear from you? If so, kindly send letters, emails. Hello, can I hear from you? (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to know what you thought. Contrast at staggering stories. Don't do the show at. (laughs) Shall I I do it? You do it. I never do what you're doing. (laughs) Don't put me on the spot like this. I get scared. (laughs)